Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Welcome back to Motown and Coney. I'm sitting here with my main man, Tommy, once again. What up, though? So, we hope you enjoyed the, the bonus episode where we discussed the, the Will Smith, um, Chris Rock, slap her or scene around the world. Yeah, a little bit of both. So, <laughs> That slap inspired uh, this topic, most unlikely uh, celebrity beefs. Um, I don't know if we should do five through one or just do no particular order. The the beef that we found most unlikely. Um, I would say no particular order okay. because with, with these beefs, man, what the way I look at it is like the most randomest beef ever. Like I don't even know if it should even be considered like beef and why did they even get into it? Like with some of these that I was looking at, I was like, Come on, man, like really? Like why? Yeah, so I'll start with one of my favorites that I don't like I kinda understand why they're beefing, but I still think it's highly unusual, unlikely. Um, Dwayne, The Rock Johnson, and Van Diesel. And that's a classic beef, too, for no reason. Yeah. Like, um, why? Part, and part of the reason why I don't understand it is the, the Fast and the Furious franchise is... Uh, I don't know about you, but when Fast and the Furious first came out, like it was a good niche movie, but I never expect them to be on, what, Fast... <laughs> 10 coming up like fast 100 <laughs> i think it's yeah. growth over like a billion dollars right now so yeah. i i never envisioned them just like you Ronnie. i never envisioned the fast and the furious franchise like even branching off with hobbs and shaw like yeah, I, I never that's, seen that's it. part of the the beef too because i know yeah harder van diesel thing was that they delayed um, I can't remember if it was Fast 8 or Fast 9 because of the the Hobbs and Shaw spinoff. Right. And uh, I think, yeah, I, I, I think that is what kind of led to the beef, too, because in my opinion, I think The Rock, I think Hobbs and Shaw was actually getting bigger than the, the actually the. Yeah, I think The Rock was got bigger than Vin Diesel um, in general. Um, I enjoy Hobbs and Shaw, not going to lie. Right. Um, you could throw um, Me too. Tyrese into that beef, too. Uh, oh, yeah. But <laughs> he, I, ride, he was riding with Vin Diesel yeah. on that one. <laughs> he was riding with the moneymaker. So I, I just think that was a very unlikely beef, especially The Rock enhanced the movies, if, if you ask me. The movie started to get better. Uh, with the rock joining the cast, he's a superstar, yeah. of course, man. He just he adds on. It's like after your chicken is done, he's adding just the lemon pepper on there, man. And it just made it even better. 
Yeah. Like the Rock is a bona fide superstar, and he actually helped the franchise out tremendously. Um, they're gonna keep making these movies, and there's nothing we can do about it, right? Yeah. Because <laughs> they were supposed to stop with Fast Ten, and now they're like, no, it'll be Fast Eleven, and I'll be the last one. So they're never gonna stop, man. It's gonna be Fast Two yeah. Million. <laughs> I feel like the only way they'll stop, um, I don't know. They're like, like everybody would have to, I don't know, be eighty at this point. They're they're driving these cars on the moon. <laughs> I just seen one car jump through another building onto another building. Like, was that fast nine? Yeah, that that just happened. <laughs> I mean, come on, man. Like these, they're gonna be racing like all. I, oh man, it's just come on, man. Okay, what's what's one you was that one you had or? Well, no, this one, okay, this one, I just didn't understand how this one just didn't make any sense to me. Um, it was the Chris Brown versus Drake beef. <laughs> now, <laughs> like, they were beefing over Rihanna, but she wound up not being with neither one of them. I'm just not a fan of just just men fighting over a woman in general. Even though it's Rihanna, I love me some Rihanna. Everybody knows I'm a huge Rihanna uh, stan. I love her to death. Um, I wish I can be an ace at Rocky Shoes. But I'm not going to like get into a bottle throwing contest and all the stuff that they did before in this beef uh, for a woman that doesn't really care for neither one of them. I thought they were ended foolish. Up with ASAP Rocky, which in the words of Chris Rock, when Janet Jackson was dating Jermaine <laughs> Dupree, that means I had a chance. I had a chance, definitely. I thought both of these guys like just had a stupid beef that just made no sense whatsoever. I was so happy that they wind up making up so they can make amazing music together, but this beef made no sense whatsoever. Like it just—it was stupid. It was the most unlikely beef. Um, can I just say Kanye West versus everybody? Yeah, cause none of yeah yeah I agree with that. Kanye, Taylor Swift, yeah, Drake. Hell, I Kanye didn't even. I, for, I forgot about this one. Kanye and Jimmy Kimbo. <laughs> yeah. Kanye versus Saturday Night Live. Kanye versus Fifty Cent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they Kanye were trying to do the versus, albums again. Versus Jay-Z. Yeah. You said Taylor Swift already, right? Yeah. Yeah, like, come on. George Bush. Yeah, just come on, Kanye. Um, the the good thing about Kanye beef, though, he always provides for a classic moment. Right. I know when, I know when he's trying to push an album, Kanye's going to come out with something. He's going to say something crazy because it's Kanye. Oh, and now Kanye versus uh, Pete Davidson. So that's the stupid beef, too. Or the whole whole Kardashian just clan. Right. Anybody that's sleeping with Kim Kardashian, anybody that's trying to talk to Kim, he's going to beef with him. Um, Kanye versus anybody. Remember when he was like, he rolled harder for Beyonce than Jay-Z probably? Yeah. (laughs) When he popped up on stage. Yeah, yeah, Kanye literally rolled harder for Beyonce than anybody. I agree with you on that one. Also, this is my other one that I thought was a stupid, unlikely beef. And it, it actually tied in and made another beef. <laughs> Nicki Minaj versus anybody in a beef. Because Nicki Minaj 
was to go on that Meek Mill and Joe Budden. She went against Azalea Banks. Yeah. Christina Milian. Little Kim. All of those beats were irrelevant. But she did she did play a huge part in Meek Mill versus Drake. Yeah, she did. She which was, if she's not in the picture, I don't think that beef ever happens. Exactly. And, and it made no sense whatsoever because those two guys were most unlikely yeah. not to be. Mm-hmm. It was just stupid. It gave us some memorable songs, though. Um, Nicki Minaj and um, God. I can't. Th- What's the female rapper I'm trying to think of? Not Cardi B. Oh yeah, that one too was stupid. Yeah, that made no sense. Very most unlikely. Uh, God. <laughs> oh yeah. No, I was gonna say. Um, I thought her beef with Little Kim was like ridiculous. It just didn't make any sense. Little Kim beefing with any of the the new generation. Uh, I don't know. Little Kim reminds me of like. I don't want to call it like the grandma, but like the 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 aging supermodel <laughs> that doesn't want to give up her spot to to the up and coming um, artist. <laughs> that that's kind of what little Kim reminds me of. Like this 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 chick ain't about to take my spot. I've been here for thirty years. Like no, I agree with you on that one. Like she didn't even have to reach. I think when when you're a queen and she say that she is, like, you got to carry yourself. Yeah. And I, like Some her, people like, you just don't even pay attention to. Her spot in hip-hop, especially the female rap game, I think is solidified. Like, I don't see anybody ever taking um, her title. Uh-huh. No, I agree with you, man. She's definitely, like, embedded in the game. And she solidified her spot. And I don't think nobody can, can move little Kim. But come on, Queen! Like you don't have to go out here and, and beef with like randoms. Not saying Nicki Minaj was the biggest random, but yeah, I, I know what you mean. We're not like yeah. saying Nicki Minaj is some random chick, but she like Little Kim has no need to beef with anybody in this new generation. Like her spot in hip hop has been very solidified. Um, Another one, Fifty Cent Floyd Mayweather. Right, yeah, I, I didn't, I didn't have to see this one, but it did. Some of the best caps, yes, came out of this one. Best memes, Instagram, yeah. and Fifty Cent telling on Floyd because he didn't know how to read. Yeah, I thought that I think, was just wrong. I, I think the reason why I say it's unlikely because they were so close. So, Friends, like you have 50 cents showing up at the fights, right? They can walk in Floyd to the ring, like they were like BFF, and then they just, yeah. Then all of a sudden, he challenged him to read a, a Harry Potter book on Jimmy Kimmel live, and... yeah. Well, I mean, 50 yeah. cents versus <laughs> anybody at this point, like 50 cents just went at Madonna, like that, like yeah. that was unlikely, like, yeah. I didn't, I didn't see that coming. Fifty ain't got no. It just he just got time just for bullshit. I mean, he just he since is a is a fellow cancer, so yeah, he just got time. He don't give a shit, man. Just, <laughs> <laughs> Joe Budden versus anybody. 
he's a listen, Joe Budden is he just says shit for shock value. That's part of the whole culture that I, I think he he is like one of the godfathers of podcast culture. Yeah, podcast, not hip hop. Not hip hop. No, no, not hip hop. Like sure. I, I think he did revolutionize the podcasting genre for hip hop artists. So oh, yeah. he he created a whole avenue, a, a new avenue for hip hop artists, B or C list hip hop artists, right? To stay relevant. Um, yeah. You you are so right about that. He did. And you know what? It was all about the shock value. And I think a lot of people didn't get it because the thing that Joe Budden went off of and what he still does today, he does certain things for shock value, but it's also a little bit of truth behind some of the things that he says also. So it, it keeps people guessing. Like, you can say, like, the thing when he got into it with the Migos. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, did he that, did he not lie about how he fucking felt? Like it was the truth. I, like, and I, come and on. I will say that Joe <laughs> Joe Buttons, you don't have to ever guess where he's coming from. Hell, he fired his damn co-host <laughs> on the damn show, right? And, and those guys, man, like I know he fired those guys were fucking irrelevant until they popped up with Joe irrelevant. <laughs> But they, well, they signed like a million, couple yeah, million dollar they, deal. Yeah, I'm about to say, now they have, you know, their own podcast. They, Hey, Joe Button, why don't you hire us and then get into it with us later so we can be <laughs> fucking relevant too. Yeah. yeah thanks. <laughs> oh, man. No, uh, what about Eminem versus anybody too, man? Because I think Eminem does the same thing. He He's like... He's coming from the shock value uh, era. Yeah, I I think M comes from the shock value era, and I think M just don't just don't care in some aspects. <laughs> right, either. like take that shit with a grain of salt and keep pushing. Basically, mm-hmm. I think I seen one where he got into it with fucking like Iggy Azalea, and I was like, why? Mm. The fucking Lady Gaga, <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> Mariah Carey. Uh, yeah, like some of this shit Cannon, just don't make sense. Like it just <laughs> Limp Biscuit. Yeah, just some of it just doesn't. Hell, make sense Will at Smith. All. Yeah. <laughs> Backstreet Boys, NSYNC, Britney Spears, Christina Aguilera. Just some of those unlikely beefs that just make no sense whatsoever. Just saying shit just to say, hey. Yeah, Eminem was like Kanye West before Kanye West. Right. And people don't realize, like, this shit's all entertainment, people. Like, don't take this shit seriously. Entertainment, record sales. Yeah, we're all, like, fucking wrestlers, man. We're wrestlers trying to fucking just do a promo, cut a promo, catch your attention, and then give you something to talk about. And then once we got you hooked, we we got your ears. Yeah, I'll give you one. The J. Cole and No Name Beef. That is a very, very, very unlikely hip hop beef. Yeah, I. That just didn't. We didn't. Yeah, it. it I, <laughs> like J Cole, like you, even kind of the J Cole dissing Kanye. Um, that was more likely than the whole no name beef. Like that just to me, that just came out of left field. Um. 
No, it did. It came out left field. It didn't make sense. Yeah, you know, looking back on them, like they really took, <laughs> like J Cole, uh, and because J Cole, you know, had beef with all of the the littles. I will say <laughs> the, the new little little pump, yeah, l- just, little Uzi, just all the littles. But no name, like I was like, okay. All the other beefs I get, but where where did this come from? Because to me, No Name is kind of like, lyrically, kind of almost like your female version of J. Cole. And see, that's the thing, too. With Well, he was aiming at all the... I think No Name kind of threw himself yeah. in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he threw himself in there. And that's the thing, like, he didn't have to throw himself in there because he didn't even fucking name him. <laughs> he just, no, he didn't even say No Name. Like, he just was like, hey, I think you're talking about all the young rappers, up-and-coming rappers. I'm going to throw my name in there. What the hell? But he didn't have to do that. He could have just chilled out. Yeah. Who you got? Okay. So, I'm going to tell you one beef that I didn't need to see. Because this man got caught red-handed. And why should he even be a beef? I don't understand why Young Buck is mad at 50 Cent. When you blatantly got caught on... It's a recording with him talking to a transsexual person. And he's pleading with them not to release, like... (laughs) Can I just say this? I just don't get it. Like, what's the The, beef about? The game years ago had said some things about Young Buck when it came (laughs) to this. And nobody believed the game, so... (laughs) <laughs> Shout out to the game for just yeah. I just I didn't understand it when certain people get caught red handed doing certain shit. It's no beef. It shouldn't be nothing to even talk about. I, and then he said he won his masters and stuff back. Nobody's listening to that shit. Yeah, I don't. I haven't heard nobody listen to anything. I'm about from to young say Buck. young Buck. <laughs> I, just, I, I hate calling somebody irrelevant, but. You haven't been relevant in decades. Not one decade. At least two. Right. So it, nobody's looking for that shit. Like it's if unlikely. I was to go to my students right yeah. now and ask them to name one Young Buck song, I don't think anybody could do it. Not going to be able to do it. Yeah, I agree. Like why? He blew that. He blew his whole opportunity. Machine, and then tried to hide it. Machine Gun Kelly's more relevant than Young Buck. That, that. Damn, that's sad. That's sad and horrible. Yeah, that's sad and horrible when you say that. Like, I just... Yeah, no. Um, That's messed up. The the Mariah Carey, Jennifer Lopez view. See, I never even heard of that one. Yeah, this... this uh, wow, see, you done put me up on something. I never heard of that. Yeah, so this one basically was uh, Mariah Carey basically refused to acknowledge Jennifer Lopez. Oh wow! Mm-hmm. I'm kind of surprised about that one. I would say yeah, I she need- she refuses to admit that. Basically, she like I don't know her. I'm not not friends. Like, yeah, see that that just blew my mind right there. I'm not trying to be funny, but 
Mariah Carey has always been weird to me. And not in a good way. No, she's always been weird, too. Like, Erica Badu is weird, but Erica Badu got that sexy weirdness to her. (laughs) Mariah Carey just got that weird, like, I'm going to be frustrated just talking to you weird, like. No, and look, no, I kind of peeped that, too. Like, when a lot of people look at certain, like, divas of hip-hop, like, she's a true diva to her name. My thing is like she's one of she's always been known around hip hop. I haven't personally dealt with her, of course, but she's always had that whole deal about her that people say like she's tough to deal with, like in hip hop. So mean, I just always I, just that's how when I look at her, I'm like, I mean, I'm I can't get back to like her TV crib where she had to have I don't know the, the lingerie and the bathtub stuff and all this stuff. Yeah. Ain't nobody got time for that. Right. And Eminem, Eminem even said she was fucking weird. And he weird, but he said yeah. that she weird, and that's even fucked and, up. And Eminem Because he loves like that, weird shit. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, Eminem's that weird friend that would get you to do weird shit, and yeah. you would be okay with it, because it's Eminem. <laughs> right. Mariah Carey, that friend that wants you, that does weird shit, and you don't really want to hurt her feelings, but afterwards... <laughs> Like I could just hear homegirls calling each other like, you won't believe do you believe what Mariah just did? Like Yeah, and that beef with her and Eminem, like we didn't need it. <laughs> didn't I, I'm need- not gonna even lie, like we didn't need it. We didn't need it, but it was hilarious. It was hilarious. We didn't need it. The reason why I say we didn't need it because like it was senseless and we didn't really give a shit about it. It did spawn a, a small little rift between uh Gucci Man and uh Eminem. <laughs> And Gucci Man still say like random shit. The thing about it is like, I don't think Eminem even acknowledges Gucci Man, except for on Bad versus Evil, um, um, Bad meets Evil album. Yeah, yeah, on that one song. I was gonna say I barely acknowledge Gucci Man at times. So yeah, he just don't have enough. He was relevant for that one time. You know, once okay, so this is my thing about it. When I say like relevant for that one time, us as black people, like we catch the wave, <laughs> we, we need, listen to it. We need to do a more relevant, irrelevant, or irrelevant, <laughs> relevant rappers, right? Because he that's what he is, and like he's the most relevant, irrelevant uh, rapper. Yeah, like he's there in the background, right? Because my whole thing is like, and th- I, this might be a hot take for some people, but. Only like after we listen to it, once your flame dies down, you come up with a little shit here and there that's cool. But I think Caucasian people will hold on to somebody forever because they figure that's what it is to keep them down. Yeah, like Eminem <laughs> 20 years from now will still be relevant in, in the eyes of, 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 of that audience. Same thing with the Beastie Boys. Right. Like how much, my whole thing is like, with me growing as a person and then listening to certain artists. Now, Jeezy, Jeezy did do this, too. Like, Jeezy once said, like, how much trapping can you do? Like, how much? Tra- we know you're not doing it anymore. That's not what you live in. That's not the life you live in. <clears throat> but I don't want to still hear Church of the Streets, though, because that shit was awful. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't want to hear that shit. But my thing is, I think Gucci Man's not able to, like, make that move and turn and do certain things so he's just because i never seen him like acting 
I don't think he'd be a good actor. So he has no nothing to do but come out with these these albums. And my whole thing about Gucci Mane is he'd come out with like fucking five albums in one year just to get like one song or two that, songs that that's decent. Year. And that's and I guess <laughs> that's, that's part of my issue with the current state of hip hop is you got albums going platinum off of one song. Yeah, like or double platinum. But back in the day, like it meant something to physically have a copy of an album. Like he really went and spent your hard ten ninety like nine ninety nine, ten ninety nine money on that album. Like Right. And that's what that the thing about it is with, with music being able to to upload and stream like so fast, it kinda like messes the game up because Artists, that's what artists are doing. Everybody's just doing the whole hit and miss move. Like they yeah, like all and I, the more product. All I, I need on. is just one of these twenty songs is garbage, but as long as one of them is hot, yeah, it's a fucking TikTok song. So if, if one song hits or one song, I, I hate that. I, I'm sorry. I have to put this out there, and I, I always say like it's like that one shining moment song. It's just like you're taking so many shots at the rim, but if you hit one, then one shiny. Mo- Come on, man! Like it's like you're taking twenty shots, but you just make that one shot, then like you're winning. You just made me think about um, like that shit. So I want to say it's a, a Valenti. Um, they all you do like the whole one shining moment skit. Like, yeah. what's gonna be the shining moment that they keep playing on CBS this year? Like, then this year with St. Pete's, like yeah. we might not ever hear about St. Pete's again, but. <laughs> That's what Gucci Man did, and then the sad part about it, he had come out with mixtapes Gucci and Man, everything. Chameleonaire. I mean, I, I guess no, but my whole thing was like with Gucci Man movement. If you listen to like Trap House, and then like the mixtapes, he had the same fucking songs on the albums and the mixtapes over and over again. Same beats, the same beat, the same song. He might remix it, but he'll be rapping the same part, and it's just like. There you go. That I, I just didn't understand the movement. Maybe I'm, I don't know. So it, my whole thing is, maybe if I come out with fucking five other podcasts and say the same shit. Over and over again. Over and over again. Don't speak with one of them. Right. Then all of a sudden, somebody's going to listen to one of those podcasts. Like, that's stupid. How does that sound to you guys? That's That sounds stupid, doesn't it? Like, it yeah. makes no sense. I, I got a hot take. Uh-huh. Bill O'Reilly versus hip-hop ludicrous <laughs> you know how many rappers he was trying to get canceled back in the day ludicrous nas <laughs> i thought bill o'reilly was so fucking corny man i swear i i it just it felt like just he was just reaching so much because he wanted to just like I guess he wanted to be cool and he wanted some he I, wanted to be the conservative version of um Peter Jenkins or something. Yeah, but but why though? You get what I'm saying? Like why go out of your way to even put yourself in any type of like light to be next to like hip hop artists? Yeah. I guess it could be a smart move on his part to say, "Hey, if I if I talk shit about these particular guys, It'll get then maybe yeah it'll give me like free publicity because they're gonna me, say me, shit about yeah, me yeah because he got mentioned in a lot of hip hop songs because of that right just like Trump 
did yeah. back then. <laughs> I guess like when you thought about like um back in the day, I guess if you thought about being rich and having money, like you would listen you would mention Trump because Trump was some way affiliated with just being having a lot of money. Like Yeah, and you you had uh hip hop artists mentioning staying at the Trump Hotel or yeah. like Jay Z got the the uh what what is that on uh success where he basically say I got the I got the apartment at the Trump I only slept in once. Yeah. Yeah. Like that's just that was their way of solidifying themselves and saying, "Hey, I'm in this this whole different bracket." Now. Yeah, and then it's, I think it's hilarious because we went about where hip hop bragged about staying at the Trump, buying Trump furniture, to <laughs> he became one of the most vilified persons in in, in hip hop music. Yeah, and like you know, it's not actually it's not his fault that people use his name. Like, when you don't know the person, you just can say multiple things about them. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, but that's just us in hip-hop. I think we love to do name-dropping. Like, one of my favorite songs, for no reason, is, like, Versace song with Migos and, and Drake. But why? Like, I don't know Versace, and, like, I never even wore Versace before. Yeah, I'm say, I'm- <laughs> but why do I like this song? They saying this man's name. And and- it's not really in my... In my uh- <clears throat> Tax bracket per se, too. <laughs> but like, why do we do that? I think I, maybe it's just a hip hop thing. We just love name dropping. Yeah, name dropping. I, I think it goes back to the whole, uh, like we talked about on the bonus podcast, the whole street cred thing. Yeah. Um, one of the things Will Smith never really did was name. He didn't name drop like that. Hell, he didn't have to. He was the damn Fresh Prince. Right. Like. My whole thing is, what happened to when hip-hop first started, right? And it was all about keeping it real. Like, when you listen to the breaks and you listen to, like, a, a couple, it was all about keeping it real and what's going on in your everyday life. So, how did we get to the point where people are doing, like, the little Bow Wow thing and, like, the, like they lying about what flights they taking and all that stuff, lying about they, how many cars they got? MTV Crib, Bow yeah. Wow got sued. Yeah, like, how the hell did we get to this point, Rodney? That's what I want. That's what I'm stuck at. How do we get to this point? The white man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, look, I'm, I'm a blame so, man on too. No, no in all seriousness, I, I do think that the, the music companies had a lot to do with it, though. Um I can I can see that too. Viacom and MTV, the crib. Because remember, Red Man, famous the the famous Red Man MTV crib episode. They didn't want to do his his crib. They actually wanted him to go rent a crib, like they like a lot of other artists had did. Three mm-hmm. uh, LW and, 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 and pretend like it was his. So I feel like that whole MTV pimp my my ride era really. Help spur where we're at today. Uh, yeah, I, yeah, and you're definitely right about that. And shout out to Redman for that too, for making that move and keeping it 100. Because a lot of a lot of rappers, and I think that that kind of fucks it up for like artists today too. And that gets a lot of people like Jack shot, yeah. like well Rob, you know, because uh, they they portraying something they're not. And I and I shout out to Jada Kisses. He 
Jada Kiss still, my, one of my favorite, all-time favorite lines from hip-hop is Jada Kiss said, there's a lot of rappers out here pretending to be millionaires when they really thousandaires. Exactly. Yeah. To, to, have, to have that realness. But I do think that whole MTV, the, the music, when music videos actually mattered, mm-hmm. the whole Jacob the Jeweler, I think that really spurred on this idea of I got a name drop, I got to display, you know, my wealth. Um, Diddy, to an extent, helped promote that too. Yeah. Uh, and I think, I don't think Diddy did it self-consciously. I think he was trying to provide an alternative of what was coming out of, like, the West Coast at the time. Well, I think the, the only reason why I didn't like what Diddy did I think he fell in the same places like some of the other um, record companies at the time because the thing was around that particular time, what these companies would do when they were signing artists, they give them some pocket change and they give them like a chain. Mm-hmm. Like that was the thing. The you get some pocket change. change. Yeah, you get some pocket change and a chain. They give you what, twenty, thirty thousand dollars <laughs> get you a chain and you think you got it made. Yeah. That was it. Like, talking about most unlikely beef too, like the whole Diddy and Nas beef, Diddy and Mace over the whole uh, what music video was that? Uh, Hate me now. Yeah, we didn't we didn't need that. We didn't need that was a really unlikely beef because, like, for them to do the whole video and everything, and then after that, just we didn't need the Diddy and Mace beef either because all Mace wants was just his. Uh, he just wants to be released out of his contract and he can't come out with nothing else unless he's really, he can't come out with an album. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He can't do anything cause he signed a bad boy. Which made me think about the whole, um, <laughs> LL Cool J and Def Jam B. Remember when LL started going by the, uh, his middle name? Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I watched a documentary with him on, um, on Paramount plus. I think they did like an inside the music or something, and he was uh, mentioning that too, which was crazy. Check I, that I, out, by the way. I, I missed that. Like the we talked about this before, like when MTV actually had music content. The um, I think BH1 actually used to do it. What was it behind the music? Like oh yeah, that's what it was. It was behind the music. They they restarted that again, but they put yeah, it on Paramount Plus. Yeah, that yeah, that's a dope. Yeah, they had that, and there was another artist that I wanted to... Um, Behind the was, Music was dope. Yeah. They need to come out with more of those, too, by the way. I know Paramount Plus started TV again. TV One got, like, the... What is it? The Unplugged or... The Unsung? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Those like is dope. Similar. Yeah, they need to come out with more of those. I remember they used to come out with those at, like, a high clip. <clears throat> now they do it, like, in seasons and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, it just... It, it's not the... It's not the same like and we talked about this before like mtv you had diary you had um the what's the the live albums uh unplugged yeah you had the unplugged you had um they had like other stuff too that they um It'll be actually Yo, they had the unplugged match was like <laughs> that was dope too. No, but they had like live at like certain venues too mm-hmm. that I used to like that um 
and that spurred like a lot of good albums too. I think like Prince did some live at something, or um, you know they had like a live at the House of Blues, and then they, that album was yeah. Like, you re- you really don't have no the the actual live album like that used to be a thing back in the day. You yeah, like they don't have those anymore. Like it's it's crazy. Like I I, I didn't think that music. I think music took us. It took a step back. It's taking a step back and a step forward all at once. Like it's just, <laughs> it's like a weird. That's like a weird saying because you would yeah. think with so many artists that they would be able to move forward and have like live bands, or that lets you know that a lot of people are like relying on like auto tune and other things too to get them by and gimmicks instead of just actually coming out and performing or or they just. In or having cases, they might talent. not be able to remember all the songs. Yeah, a lot of I honestly think that a lot of artists don't really have like legit talent. Do you think you think I'm right about that? I don't legit, think so. Uh, it's yeah. too like the okay. Think about it, like with the mumble rappers. A lot of those guys really don't have like legit talent. Yeah, because like if you look. I'm. I don't know if people still do this, and it's a little bit harder to do with streaming now. Uh-huh. But looking at like the credits of the song, and it'd be like lyricist <laughs> or composer, and it's like eight people listed. Yeah, it'd be like eight. It, no, they do do that. Now, look, you gonna kick my ass about this one because I had this guy as one of my top uh, artists under thirty, but I, he was my top artist. But I listened to Travis Scott before when they took out the auto tune. I was like, who the fuck is this guy? Like, that shit was terrible. And I'm like, I'm like, come on, man. Like, half of these people. JD tried to tell them some death of auto-tune. Yeah, like, half of these people, if they don't have a fucking auto-tune or they don't have a ghostwriter behind them, half of them don't really know shit. So, basically, in my opinion, Rodney, I can be a fucking rapper, bro. Yeah, I feel like. Yeah, I can be a rapper. With the right. Machine behind you, and we talked about the machine before. Yeah, because they're gonna hook you up with a stylist. Mm-hmm. They're gonna hook you up with the social media aspects. Yeah, hook you up with a, with with writers. That's just like Lotto and um, Doja Cat. My boy Super came and wrote all they hits. Yeah, like people listen. What me and Rodney telling you guys, anybody can fucking be a superstar, basically, with the right team behind you. Cardi B called that shit out before. Yeah, nah, called she, it out on... Uh, yeah, she called it out. What do you say? Put a put a famous bitch on a, on a song with a, with a catchy hook, and there you go. Yeah, not you saying that she a bitch. CD. Not saying that she a bitch, Cardi yeah. B. Not, but we just saying, like... You can be elevated to a certain stature if you got the right machine behind you. That's what we're saying. Like, you can be put in a position to win as long as you have, like, some people behind you that actually believe that you can win. You can basically Millie Vanilli it the way. Yeah, you can Millie fucking Vanilli the shit, bro. Like, just think about it like that. Nobody fucking really raps anymore live. And I guess, like, let's talk about step four. Like, it's so easy. To get an album now, because they're streaming. But in the same token, and we can do, we can talk about this more in depth on, on a later podcast. Because I'll be interested. 
to see how many albums from the past two years are you still listening to consistently. Right, and that goes with the whole, and that's why I blame Gucci Man. And this goes all, this goes full circle to why I blame Gucci Man, because he was dropping so many fucking songs and so many albums, using the same fucking material, the same beats. None of the beats really change, and and people were just fucking feeding into it. Because there's so many albums that I'll listen to, and I'll be like, okay, this is a good album. And I'll listen to it for a couple of weeks, and then. I'll be like, damn, it's been months since I... Yeah. It's, it's very few albums nowadays where, like, you going back consistently six months from when it came out and you still listening to it or... Yeah, you just... And the whole thing is you got to have the trifecta behind you too, Rodney. Not only to have that behind you. Let's say if you got a fucking uh, a gun charge... I know this sounds crazy too. Let's say you got a gun charge or breaking and entering or something real fucking stupid. And then also you got like a machine behind you, some people pushing you. They're like, okay, you got that. Um, you can pull the baby. Uh, why don't you just go ahead and pay somebody and just say like you smack them in the fucking face. Now that's the makings of a superstar. And then you put out like fucking 10 songs. One of the songs is going to hit. And people are gonna look you up like probably damn. Probably with auto tune. Yeah, probably auto tune. People are gonna look that look you up and say, okay, I got this artist. I like this song. Damn, he got a bad boy history. He smacked the shit out of this person. Let's That's the person. You, that. Yeah, he smacked the shit out of this person, Will Smith. Now <laughs> he done smacked this guy. I like his music. I'm sorry, Will. Yeah, that's <laughs> gonna be the the pun intended now. But I like his music. He's a badass. He got a fucking DUI charge or whatever. Bam. All you need is fucking like 10,000 people, 20,000 people to actually listen to you and actually invest into you. Once those 20,000 people fucking listen to you and then they get to bragging about you. Bam. Now you done fucking caught on to uh, 100,000 people. Now all of a sudden your your fucking listening party is fucking... You just got me an idea for the, for the next podcast. Uh-huh. And um, listeners, you can follow us on Instagram. Give me your your thoughts, your behind this idea um, on Instagram at Motown and Coney Podcast. Mm-hmm. But five artists, five current artists mm-hmm. that could have made it in the eighties and nineties. In 2000s and still be relevant. Wow. Because you know what, man? Like, actually, in the 80s and 90s, too, it wasn't really like you had gimmick rappers and you had some rappers that couldn't that fucking rap, too. My other thing yeah, is so. we should give artists from like the 80s and 90s that could have been relevant still today. Right. Because it was some rappers that, like, my whole, this is one of my, my hottest takes right here, Rodney. I thought the the rapping Duke the high, it was a fucking, it I, it was good to me I guess I I don't that's a fucking terrible song though, like come on it's a fucking gimmick song, not taking anything away from the rapping Duke, but come on man, like really so I don't know I just I just think that's interesting five rappers <laughs> today that could have been relevant back then and then five rappers from back then. Uh, that could still be relevant today. And I'm not talking like 
your Jay Z's, your Nas, because they yeah, they've they proven yeah that Timeless. they could they could stay relevant. I'm I'm talking about like your your Biz Marquis, your Heavy D's, your Cool G Raps, your Big Daddy Kane's. Yeah, and those guys are kind of timeless too. But at the same time, you gotta look at like their lyricism. I guess it was set up for like back then. Everything set up in that New York Times frame was, was it kind of had that uh, yeah. <laughs> like to it a little <laughs> like the way everybody was kind of rapping in the yeah, bars. These are the breaks, yeah. Like everybody, and that's my whole thing. Like it was more like they were talking to you mm-hmm. more than they were like rhyming to you. They were just like talking to you and explaining to you the situation. But yeah, I I, I think that would be interesting just to see. Because, I, I mean, when we did the whole 1992 Best Albums, a lot of those albums that I that I remember being classic albums, good albums, were terrible. Didn't stand the test of time. Didn't. Just didn't. And, it, I mean, I guess, I guess you can't really, like, blame those artists because I guess they were living in that particular yeah, moment, that and that's moment, what the that sound time, back then. That was, yeah, that's the sound back then. But at the same time, when you listen to some of the artists now, and we talk about like auto tune and mumble rapping, like this is the sound that we in now. That's why I think we both respect uh, Cordier so much because he reminds you of like an old school rapper or a variation of an old school rapper and a new school with his own spin on it, mm-hmm. where he's not feeding into the bullshit. And that's why I think I really respect him as an artist. And you could actually tell he takes time to perfect his albums and his sound. And yeah, him and a boogie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I respect those guys too. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so I think that's a good place to end it. Um, we'll see y'all next week. Talk about I don't, I don't know if that's that's something you want to do, Tommy. Talk <laughs> about the. Who could be relevant and what errors? No, I, I would I would love to talk about that subject because I got a lot to say about that. I, <laughs> I got some shit I need to get off my chest about that one. Yeah. <laughs> this is like the the whole would Bill Russell be relevant in today's NBA hip hop version conversation. Oh, and that you done added some spice to it too. Now everybody definitely gonna try listening yeah. on that one. Yeah, could could Shaq be relevant? In <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, oh and be on the lookout too. Before we end the podcast, be on the lookout for twenty minutes with Tommy. It's gonna be coming soon, guys. Just yeah, I'm, I'm curious. Twenty minutes with Tommy. Is somebody gonna want to smack this shit out you like Will Smith did, Chris? Rock? Yeah, gonna, more than they gonna want to kick me dead in the nuts, Rodney. Because like my takes on this. My whole the whole twenty minutes of Tommy is, is people need to get the fuck out of their feelings. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm gonna open up a lot of eyes, and people are gonna hate me, but I'm just gonna be telling the truth. That's all. No hot takes, just truth. This this sound like what was that? Uh, was that ludicrous? I said if you need a hug, go to church. <laughs> exactly, you need a hug, go to church. Okay, so if you haven't done so, follow us on Instagram at Motown Coney Podcast. Um, you can follow me at the Bowtie Teacher. Um, Tommy is it's at. Th- yeah, Tommy um, underscore Pinball Wizard. Okay. 
And we'll catch y'all on the B side. Peace.